The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 203rd episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And we are back and I'm a hell of a lot more sober than I was last time. <laughs> we got a lot on the agenda tonight. First off, we have uh, some Forza Motorsports, some Payday 3 discussion, Starfield news and updates, Warhammer 40,000 or 40K Dark Tide. I never know what to say for that. Discussing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And we will wrap it up with what TV shows we are watching. So we have a lot of ground to cover. Let's introduce the guests on the show. First up, uh, Bjorn, welcome back. You, you came two times in a row. <laughs> how, how did I talk you into it? <laughs> Is that all the sweet talk? I had nothing really else to do today. I thought, ah, yeah, I might as well. You might as well suffer through it. Don't expect a third. <laughs> that'll, that'll require cash money. Yeah, the check still hasn't cleared from the first one. <laughs> yeah, don't check, cash the second check either. Just I'll tell you when. Uh, so what are you drinking? What you playing? Oh, I've been all over the place playing stuff. Payday 3, a little bit of Gotham Knights, Dark Tide. I've dipped into Starfield a bit, but... Uh, I'm so deep into the outposting and waiting for that to get fixed. I'm probably just going to shelve that for a while. I'm also looking at maybe getting in the Lamplighters League that recently dropped in the Game Pass, a little RTS or maybe turn-based. I forget. I think it was turn-based. And uh, I'm almost tempted to open up a three-year-old Corona light that I found in the corner of the garage. But right now I just got water. Well, is it green or is it, you know, it's still yellow? <laughs> It's still yellow, but uh, I imagine it's long since turned to skunk, but I don't like to throw stuff out. So I found it. I think, ah, I'm going to have to chill it and put <laughs> heavy amounts of lime in it, probably. Also joining us this episode, we have Selden007. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Hey, I'm doing good. It's good to be back on the show. It's been a little while, so I apologize. Um, what I am drinking is uh, for my wife's birthday, I got her one of those Bartesian auto bartender cocktail machines. Like it's like the Keurig of alcoholic drinks. So I'm <laughs> drinking a pineapple margarita tonight from it. Well, there you go. How does it work? Does it work pretty well or is it, is it pretty good? <laughs> it works pretty damn well. It's, you know, it's got, it's the whole pod system. So all the, all the mixes and like all the non-alcoholic stuff that goes into the drink is in like a pod that you pop in the machine, put the handle down. You have water in the backside. So you just put your mixer underneath with ice and it, you just push go and it, it knows uh, which bottle to pull from. Like you have, um, you have four separate bottles on the one we got. So it's got like rum and whiskey and tequila and whatever the hell the other one, vodka. Um, so it like, it, I guess it reads the barcode on top of the pod. So it knows exactly which alcohol to put in and you can vary the degrees of, you know, if you want it strong or light or regular, or you can make mocktails out of it also, I guess. So huh. well, where's the fun in that? 
Yeah, that's exactly. a feature I'd never discover, dude. Like every college kid's dream present, right there. Ah, it's like it's perfect. <laughs> I don't have to mix a drink again in my life. I can just say which one you want. <laughs> nice. So I'm loving this thing. It's actually it's 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 really pretty cool, and the drinks are pretty damn good too. So not complaining. Nice, nice. What what you playing? What I've been playing is uh been playing a little bit of uh, that game. That I think Starfield. You guys might know it. <laughs> I think I heard of it. I think I have. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> I've just sunk too many hours in that game, and I unfortunately I avoided it for the longest time. Uh, the base building aspect of the game, and then once I open that door, that's it seems like all I've done. I've totally ignored all my missions. I'm just working on bu- ba- building bases at this point. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, finally, we have Valiant Victory joining us. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you're playing? What you playing? Well, you can actually ask that question now, right? Because you don't know or yes. no, but like I should say it. Um, I am actually drinking. I've got three of my uh, final summer beers left. My Kugel Juicy Peach because I like my fruity beers. And so I'm going to use those up. And uh, I'm playing Starfield. And I'm what? having a Wait, fucking what? great time. Yeah, I know, right? I told I told Drunk Lala this. I'm sure you don't remember. No, but I, don't. I told it's... the Drunk Lala all about that last week, last time. There's a blur to me. No, I've I've been having it. Like it definitely itches that uh, or scratches that space magic itch. So uh, I I dig that. So I've been doing a bunch of that, and um, you know we'll talk some more about it. I think we have a thing on Starfield, but damn, I fucking. Just like uh, Selden said, he's into the base building. I have hours and hours and hours into shipbuilding. Hours and hours and hours of fucking shipbuilding. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, I don't know why. It's like, well, I like this one, but I, oh, I saw this other one that somebody else had. It looked really cool, so I'm going to do one like that, but I can do better. Like, you know, whatever. Fucking A. <laughs> and, and it's like, it doesn't move the plot along. It doesn't make the game really play any better, because you can, you can have a bunch of fucking shipping crates taped together and it does as well as anything else but i want it to look really good and have the colors and have the you know have the blasters right where i want them and then have the em thing right i mean oh fucking a stupid it's stupid but i, I like the game <laughs> I, I really know that feeling because that's I'm, I'm just trying to make my logistics as smooth as possible to get materials moving all over the place <laughs> just i'm like this doesn't that, help the game <laughs> so you should tell me you should help me out on that because i like uh, to getting stuff from like I somebody said oh they have all of them going to the one planet I can get stuff outgoing but I can't get it to where like I can have them all going to one place and I seem to not know how to do that so we can talk some more maybe even offline on that but I can I'm having basically I can do a one to one but I can't do like five to one I don't know how to do that and that's what somebody said they're doing and I'm like how do I how do I get all of them from my other little bases to my main base and I haven't figured out how to do that shit yet. Sounds awful. But literally, <laughs> I have so much. I have like bins and bins and bins of titanium and aluminum and iron and gosh, whatever. So I've got a, I've got a bunch of that stuff too. But I don't do it necessarily for the you know like the cool base stuff. I just need these fucking mats to do other shit that I want to do, like titanium and fucking aluminum are the big ones. Fascinating. But anyway. Anyway, boring. <laughs> Once again, yes, my name is everybody Lala loves Ka- supply chain management. It's awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, Lala, what are you yeah, drinking? We had to interrupt. I am drinking uh 
Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. My brother came over yesterday to uh, hang out, uh, him and his family, and, and watch some Eagles and all that stuff. And they left me some beer behind. So it's the best beer ever. It's free beer. But it's Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. And I am playing the literal hell out of Call of Duty. Yes, I'm torturing myself like mad. I wasn't going to buy the new Battle Pass this season, but they included a whole bunch of skins from the Spawn comic book. And uh, I, I was a huge Spawn comic book fan collector back in the day when they first released that shit. I love it. So, and the skins actually look pretty cool, even though they have nothing to do with Call of Duty. Uh, the skins look pretty cool, so I got to have them all. And I did buy the Battle Pass, and now I'm frantically trying to get it finished because I like to torture myself. Running GRG, playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, what's a masochist? <laughs> just, I just like the pain. I don't know. Anyway, it is what it is. All right, let's get into gaming geek news real quick. Oh, no, I'm, I'm skipping the rant. Oh, I forgot the rant. I, I wanted to, to avoid this one. And then uh, I, my rant this episode is I hate drunk Lala. <laughs> I had to Dude, go back. I love. Okay, so we can we can have a whole episode of we're disagreeing on everything. I, I love think... Drunk Lala. He was the best. He was the funnest I've ever had. Like he's the, <laughs> the best version of Lala. Like we want that for every podcast. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I couldn't take. I started pre gaming early, and I mean my kid went out to to dinner. He was home, and I don't know what got got into me. Got a, a, a hair up my ass and. I was already pretty lit when we started. <laughs> it just got worse. And as I'm editing the podcast, I w- the whole time thinking, I want to use all GRG Industries money to buy and build a uh, time machine so I can go back in the past and beat myself up. I was so angry with myself. I, was, I actually had to cut like half an hour off the, the podcast because I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. Uh, I just can't do it. It's, it's ending here. Sorry. Boom. Chop. <laughs> just, I couldn't do it. And I would I cut out all my self time You ever done that? Like you, you like you. Whatever bullshit we go on, you're like ah, whatever, it's fine. But I just like, couldn't no, hear myself. I couldn't take care of myself. I'm like, I got, I got to cut it. I just got to cut it. I got to remove all, all my comments. I cut as much as I could out. And I'm like, I got, I got to get out of this. I can't do it. I was so mad. That at myself. is hilarious. I couldn't help but laughing at the end. But I was like going, oh gosh, I, I betcha later on he might. And I was like, I didn't know. I was wondering if you were going to be like, ah, oh, dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like, ah, fuck it, dude, we only live once. Who cares? Uh, you know, I was just wondering which way that would go. Gunny would have preferred it, but no, I was like, I'm out. I can't do it. Chop on the cutting board. It went. Uh, uh, it was great. I thought it was, I thought it was, you were, you were having a good time with it and you were very much enjoying being on the podcast with us, which you normally hate it. So, yes, and you know. It was and just the slurring like, of the words that kind of got to me. Like when I was like, oh my goodness, I'm hearing myself. I'm like, Jesus. So anyway, <laughs> that's that. I hate Drunk Lala. That was a rough one. And uh, yeah, whatever. Ah. I would say that, that that'll probably never happen again, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely I will, happen again. <laughs> I will drink my face off again at some point. It happens. I don't know whether it'll be on the podcast or not, but it, I would, sometimes, you know, you just, just get in that groove and... I never learned from that mistake. The next more, you know, what's the worst part about getting older is just dealing with the hangovers the next day. Like it's it's rough, but I'll never learn. All right, uh, gaming and geek news. Up first, we have a uh, little racing title coming out. It'll be out by the time this podcast is released. 
And um, it's Forza Motorsports. I don't know which number it is now. I forgot to write that down, but it's uh, the latest it's edition. 10, a million? Yeah, it's something. 48? It's up 48, there. I think. So I think it was Forza Motorsports 48. <laughs> Isn't it about time Microsoft renamed the convention and go back to one or something at this point? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's Forza Motorsports 1. Uh, but it is coming out this week on Game Pass. It's already been out for, I think, a week if you bought the uh, early edition. If you actually paid for it, yeah. If you paid for it, yeah, yeah. So it, it, they're boasting over 500-plus cars, all this wonderful nonsense. This is motorsports where it's the more serious version. I particularly like the Horizons versions where it's a little more Katy and just a little more fun. And you're taking Lambos and driving through water and beach and you know, up snowy hills and stuff. But this one's more of a realistic race sim. I watched some of the videos for this, and just it blows me away. Every year it blows me away just how good this game looks. And the, the, the graphics I was watching was on an Xbox Series X. And the lighting, the weather effects, um, just the cars themselves. It looks photorealistic. It's its just crazy how well they're able to do that. And it's, every year they do a better job. Are you guys interested in this at all? Or I do like the tuning aspect of the Forza series. But I, I agree with you. I'm more of the open world horizon guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing it. I'll probably put in like 10, 20 hours. Um I had picked up my for my son one of those steering wheels and uh, the pedals and stuff like that. So this will be my first going into. Uh, I'm going to confiscate it from him so I can uh, play <laughs> it with, with that. So looking forward to that. I mean, it's it's definitely for the the gearheads, and you know, we used to have that what the tooled race guys that you know they love the the Forza series, um, and because they were all into the you know how much they can wedge and shift and. <laughs> you know adjust the the wind drags and stuff like that i just get in and bump and grind <laughs> <laughs> those guys were great i remember playing with them uh we would they would have ho- race nights and then they would each month they would s- select a car so they'd have a car and a predetermined build out like you can have you have to have like the mustang it's got to have this engine this transmission these wheels blah 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 so it was all predetermined and then they can go and tune it how they wanted but at least everybody's on the same like hardware playing level so we were doing the the mustang and it was in the boss colors like the boss layout and like i think by default it's like red and black red or gray red and white i changed mine to green and yellow so i, I like a uh, john deere because i spent most of my time in in the uh grass like not on the track i can never keep the fucking thing straight but they were fun to play with because they would include me and like i was terrible at the game so you asked the question what i mean i played what was it Motorsport Seven or whatever? Whatever the last one that was on Game Pass. Actually, no. Was that a paid one? I think there was one that was paid that I bought a while back. Okay. I mean, it's go, it goes back a ways, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought that one. But anyway, that I played that and I loved it. But you know, the interesting thing is the online talk, and of course, it's PlayStation, Xbox people. But it seems like even objectively, there are some people that are like uh, that. The uh, Gran Turismo is better, and this thing's been out for what? A week yeah I don't know. but yeah that seems to be the thing is the consensus is that some of the building stuff isn't as good as it is in the other games and certainly not as good as guarantee turismo and whatever and i think that game is a playstation exclusive so we have an xbox exclusive versus a playstation yeah they're probably just review bombing because you know that's what they people do nowadays like well it's not our system well, yeah, so the other you know it's better on our- the other one must be bad right like that's the spider-man versus starfield argument like they're two very different games why are we comparing them but yeah yeah 
But that's the current, that's what I, what I read, what I understand most about it was that there's this comparison and at least the, seems like the needles tipped more towards the PlayStation kids on this one. Well, that's because they love their pole position graphics that they got on their PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I could care. Like, here's the thing. Like, I might end up with a PlayStation one of these days or not, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we have to be like, oh, you're one of those. Whatever it is. That's the way it is now. It's always been that way, and it's never changing. And they allow anybody to post comments, and it's just... When you start reading comments, your IQ lowers. Like, just just stay out of that. Don't let people review stuff. It's uh, anyway. So that's coming out. Um, free on Game Pass. I, I I doubt I'll be downloading this, even though like it looks amazing. I just don't have the hard drive space, and I I, I need to get a, an expanded hard drive thing for my Xbox. Um, ah, they're relatively cheap, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it, by. I seem uh, to have plenty of space on mine. <laughs> <laughs> we have two games now, so it's two. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm hoping those hard drive expansion things for the Xbox go on sale for like the holidays. Uh, they've already started lowering some of them, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we got Prime Days like the next couple of days. <laughs> By the time this maybe podcast gets out, maybe it'll be out. Yeah. Wait, the tenth yeah. and the eleventh, right? Is yeah. it Prime Days? Not that we need to promote Amazon in any way, but no, whatever. I have no self-control, so I just buy shit when when I want it, and I spend too much money on it, but (laughs) I can't wait for Prime Days. Uh, All right, moving along. Payday 3 has been out. I know Bjornsson playing the hell out of this one. Um, It's a co-op game where you go rob banks and stuff like that. Uh, I played a few rounds with them. Interesting. I don't know if this is my style of game, because there's too much stealth and sneaking around. I just like to blast things, but... Uh, you want to talk about this a little bit there, Bjorn? Yeah, it's interesting about Payday 3. It can be loud. The, the community calls it stealth versus loud. And you can just go in and be loud from the start. Be the, uh, they call it putting on your mask or masking up. You just put it straight on, go in, and alarms start blurring. Security guards start shooting at you, and you can just start looting the place. Uh, but the stealth aspect is what attracts me to it more, where you you need to learn the pathing of the guards. You need to learn... Uh, where you can find the different implements you need to mess with, whether it's a, a like a main switch box to turn off alarm somewhere, or find a, a key card hanging on the back of a guard and try and pickpocket it from him without him noticing. But uh, it, it's a great game. It's the third in the series, Payday 3, since the 3 on there. Unfortunately, this one had some problems at launch. The servers were non-functioning for most players. I looked in their official Discord. Some people were reporting they were able to get in, but for I would say 99% of the players, we couldn't get through the authentication to play. And uh, the community had been a little or questioning the decision of the developers about wanting to do an online only presence for Payday 3, considering Payday 2 had some uh, offline capability. But the developers really pushed for it. They said they believe the servers would be up all the time. They even outsource their servers to a company that that's all they do is provide matchmaking servers for video games. And yet something broke. And that first weekend the game released, there is very little people that could actually play. You might be sitting in a lobby for five minutes just to get a networking error that then would chase you for the rest of the weekend. It unfortunately, I think, put quite a damper on the game. Community was upset. I'm sure the devs were upset about it as well. 
the, the Game Pass players, the people that didn't put money on it, that hadn't played any of the payday, I kind of wonder if they're ever going to be back to it. Because why come back to a game that didn't work the first time you put it in? Sometimes it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I mean, sometimes you're like, you know what? I heard it's great or whatever. And uh, yeah, I had some, you know, what game doesn't stumble at launch these days? And then you go back and wow, it's great. So I think that uh, people might give it another shot. But to your point, yeah, it's kind of sucky when things are right out the gate. Not good. And and it took four or five days for them to fix it. Uh, it, it was also exacerbated. Uh, it released on a Thursday night, Friday morning. The servers were not working Friday or Saturday. But then early Saturday morning, I think there was starting to be some life. But then there was a, a patch that the third-party networking servers people put on their servers on Sunday that then added more trouble into the Payday 3 servers. I don't oh, know if it's no. specifically for Payday 3 or just an overall server update thing you need to do, but it caused more issues. Uh, oh, man. It was one of those things where the Payday 3, the developers actually made a, a public release saying, we're sorry that this happened. They didn't name the company, but uh, there's people in the community that believe they know which company. I'm not going to name them because... This stuff kind of happens. Uh, I, I think it was more on the part of the developers where they wanted that online-only presence. The rumor is, and this is just one of those filthy internet rumors, but in Payday 2, people were able to get the, the paid DLC for free by using some illegal, illicit mods. And they were afraid of having that same thing because with Payday 2, if you didn't need to be online, there was no reason for the... DLC to query the servers. Payday 3, when they start giving out, when they start releasing paid content, you, of course, will have to be online to uh, verify that. And I think they're just wanting to make sure that they, they make money. And that's, of course, what any game developer wants to do. They want to make money and maybe love the game they're putting out. But it is about making sure they can feed themselves. But Payday 3, uh, it does, the developers have said they're looking into possibly doing an offline content or at least a private lobby that can stay private because another one of the reports that surfaced every now and again is people saying they went into, they created an invite-only lobby and yet people were still match-made into their lobby, which seems like uh, an issue on the matchmaking server side. But uh, it is playing much better now if you would like to give it a try. I've run a couple events for it. This week's event will probably be a Dark Tide event on Thursday, but the following week I'll be going back to Payday 3 to show you how to heist. You can do stealth or loud if you want to shoot stuff or you want to sneak around. It's a fun game. I've been enjoying it. And with the masks, I think it's a great uh, kind of Halloween theme. Or if you've ever, if you like the movie Heat with uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Was both a minute? I forget now. I know well, Al Pacino's in Heat. Yeah, yeah, Al Pacino's yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Mal Kimler. Yeah, yeah, we got it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's like that in a video game with the the masks, the dramatic shootouts, if you want them. And invariably, you're playing a random match online. There's probably going to be a dramatic shootout, whether you want it or not. Someone's <laughs> going to accidentally drop a grenade or maybe even do it on purpose. I didn't drop the grenade that time. Um, it was... It was uh, <laughs> Solus's friend. No, no, I thought I did, but no, it wasn't me because I still had a grenade in stock. So, because also when the grenade went off, I was, I was trying to put my mask back on, but it wasn't me. But I have shot hostages by mistake, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've, I've learned I've had to paint my guns that don't have a silencer on them 
bright red to remind me it's dangerous. Don't just shoot it. Because <laughs> usually you get a pistol with a silencer, and I'll pull the pistol out to shoot a camera, and all of a sudden the alarms go off. I'm like, ah, I just I ruined it. <laughs> I'm really interested in playing this game. Unfortunately, I think that I know that it went through at least one or two delays to get this game out initially. And uh, it just it just fell in the wrong time frame for me to play this game at this point because it's going up against some heavy hitters and time consumers <laughs> on this. It really you know, is September, October, November. You know, release window right now. It's we're packed, and and unfortunately, that one's going to be pushed off to the wayside for a while. I think for me, but that's definitely a game I'm interested in, though. I really think like the smaller titles need to focus more like on a spring. Springtime after winter time, you know, sometime after the holidays when things kind of slow down a little bit, that's probably a perfect window for them. Yeah, if this would have released like you know, even like early summer, it would have yeah. got more play for me because there was a there was a drought of games at that point. But obviously, the game wasn't ready. They needed to do whatever they needed to polish it and finish up what they needed to. And you said they hit that you know four or five days of you know server lag issues, and that's a hard sell right now in this time frame. So. But I'm I'm hoping it sticks around. I hope the community keeps going with it because I'd love to get back in it, you know, in a month or two. I'm sure it'll be there. The payday community is pretty strong, it, and it's a fun game, so we'll be coming back to it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Run a couple of events. There's a few guys playing it. I know it's funny. Uh, Beers and Leafs. He's mostly a, a COD player, and then he plays with his balls in baseball. Uh, he likes hmm. this as well. He likes the the stealth aspect of it, which I'm I'm not a stealth person. I just it's hard. Stompy McStomperson. Um, all right, moving along. Well, let's go into like star date. Uh, star date. Oh my lord! Just, I'm reading. Ah, wait, hey, star date. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Captain's log. Uh, <laughs> Starfield news and update. It's. Um, I I think there's been some patches out. Are you guys waiting for a patch? Um, what's going on in the star? There's a patch world? drop today. But now yeah, I, most of I think there's POV finally. That. Oh yeah, so the POV slider, slider, but yeah, it is. I don't think that's on the um, on the P on the Xbox. Let's see here. It definitely is one. I think it's PC only. Xbox yeah. players generally don't need it. We're playing on the TV, and the Xbox handles whatever FOV. It feels like we should we're deserved to play. But like on the um, you know, the other game that I play, they they definitely expand the view on that one. You can shrink it or expand it on that one almost to the point where it feels like you're looking in a, like a fish eye. It's so, it's so wide, you know, your screen's only so wide, you get 180 degree feel of view shoved into a screen. That's only 40 degrees. So it's like, wow, I, it's, everything is kind of warped. Call of Duty but, has um, that as well. And I'm like, I usually set it for, I think 105. I think once you start getting past there, yeah, it gets that fish eye fishbowl effect. But um, yeah, there was that. There was a couple other things I saw in there that were cool. But um, like I said, it's unless it affects shipbuilding, I'm not sure I care that much right now. So the the first question I have to ask for you, um, for to Valiant, is mm-hmm. the hell did this break the stranglehold on your Xbox that Destiny had? I mean, there hasn't been a game you've played other than Destiny, really, for the most part. Since since it's been out and and now every year, day I mean uh, every I, like, day since it's been out you've been in Starfield. It's true. I um I've I played Final Fantasy uh what was it fifteen, but I I still play Destiny every day. I would just put a few hours into that and flip back to Destiny. So it was like even when I played other games, I haven't been in Destiny in two weeks at all, not once. 
And I think part of what's going on is a certain amount of, I don't care. It happens with TV shows for me. I'm like in it or out. And when something starts to feel formulaic, I'm like, I'll do it out of habit because it is, there's a formula. I just do it. You know, it's like doing your laundry or, you know, getting up and brush your teeth in the morning. It's like a thing to it. Well, when you break the cycle, you go look at it and go, God, like, why, why was I doing that? It wasn't fun. I was just doing it. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, there's things that I want to do and there's things that I like about the game, but I, I think I've just got to muscle through the final expansion and then I'm, I'm good. I, I don't know if the seasons have any interest to me or anything right now. I just want to finish the story and I'm done. And it wasn't any one thing. It's just that it kept, you know, kept more and more weight at the other end of the, uh, the, the uh, scale until eventually it just doesn't work. And that's where I'm at. The big thing for me that Starfield's different, sorry, I'll let you ask okay. another question in a second, but the big thing for Starfield for me that's different, it has that different, slower-paced RPG feel. Like, I can fuck around with things and do the things I want to do where everything, everything is like adrenaline rush, must-do-it-fast, run-run-run, tight, crazy battlefield shit in Destiny, which I, I really like to be able to sit around on a base and fuck around with things or um, build my ship for hours and hours and hours, apparently. So those things are just very different. And I think I just haven't had that in a while. And, and I've always been more of an RPG person than a first person shooter person. So it's like Destiny kind of got there with RPG stuff, but this Starfield's a fucking RPG. It does a better job scratching that itch if you let me use that metaphor again. <laughs> No, you use it up. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying four times. I'm done. We're done with that one. What we'll the good it for? That's a, I'm pulling a J Rock reference from a Trailer Park Boys. There was a never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. We won't go there. I, I couldn't handle the choices because I always feel like I'm playing these games wrong. So the anxiety of playing like an RPG, open ended RPG like uh, Starfield, it just it, it's too much for me. But the three of you guys seem like you've put a few hours into this, um, <laughs> and, and you know your way around some of the more advanced mechanics. I know Selden, you're outpost building, uh, you're building ships. Bjorn, you played the whole game through, uh, pretty much. Any like helpful tips, advice you give some of the people that maybe are, are sucky at the game, like I am. The one My thing best that piece I advice. did. I'm sorry, you go first, Bjorn, because you're you're kind of the expert in this thing. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I think you you put more time in than I have now, but I I'd give my piece of advice for any Bethesda title. Uh, you're always going to have that regret, that early game regret, or even mid game regret about choices you made. But that's what makes the game interesting. It it feels more like you're playing through a character than most other RPGs because you've made choices that were maybe not the best choice. And there's that parallel to life. I don't know for the rest of you, but I've made choices in my life that I wish I could go back or knew about something before and didn't know. And that's what interests me, where each playthrough you can decide to, to go a different way. Uh, with this one, uh, I haven't gone to New Game Plus yet. I have read about some of the spoilers, but I won't put them here. But uh, you do get an opportunity with the same character to go back and make other choices in New Game Plus. I, 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 think that's, I know that get, from real life. You just got to get past that choice. Yeah. <laughs> I know that from real life because there, there's a day when I went to GoDaddy.com and registered <laughs> GrimReaperGamers.com. <laughs> well, I wish I could go back and take that, that, that day back. I wish I could. I, I, I wish I was drunk Lala that day. 
You're going to make Danica Patrick so- cry, though, if you take your, your money away from GoDaddy. <laughs> trying to avoid spoilers for anybody that's going to play it. It's like, I made a choice, and I lost a, a main character based on that choice that I was actually working towards that whole romance line, you know, just to try to work that. And based on the choices I made, that character's gone. So I'm, I'm kind of striving to get back to that you know, new game plus so that I can see if I can change that, what happened there up. But as a, as a new player coming in, I would say focus on, focus on the main storyline a bit heavy at first, at least until the point where you can, you know, get that the space magic part, which is, you know, as soon as I hit that point, like I was like, oh, this is Valiant's game now. <laughs> like, it's true. You know, the funniest thing about that is I held on that quest for the longest time because I'm fucking around with the ships and I'm doing all this. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God, why did I do this sooner? <laughs> Holy shit. Why didn't I? It was like I was 100 hours into the game before I realized you get to like float shit and like push shit. And just, like, oh, my God. So <laughs> yeah. like it's amazing how many people kidding. didn't realize. Yeah, it's amazing how many people didn't realize that that that's that's a major part of the, your character development and didn't even realize it was there. The it, it's um I got to tell you that the name of the quest line. Uh, shit. Which one is it? Into the unknown. So, yeah, you got to if nothing lean into that into the unknown uh, quest line. That's where you do like space magic type stuff. And I thought that was really, and, and it, again, I was trying not to finish stuff. So I wish somebody said, oh, you know, do that, you know, because <laughs> I'm trying to save stuff so that like, I, I don't want to get to the end of the game. I feel like I got to do new, like new game plus So I'm, you know, and it definitely is an end point to the story as I've been told. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to get there too fast. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God. Why didn't somebody tell me to do that? Or I'd like I read, and then again, people are doing a good job out spoilers, so I didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, I um, I'm married. My character's married, by the way. Oh, um, nice. yeah, I I married Sarah. She, uh, I kept her happy enough that she decided to keep me. But I'm kind of thinking like, okay, so I'm married. What happens if I really want to hook up with Andresia? Is there a way for me to pull that off? Because, you know, and apparently my research says once if you're if you're married, you can, you know, or, or at all, you can only have one active romance. But I'm like, well, can we go back to being friends? And then I'm just I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's a way to pull that off. I haven't found out yet. Yeah, my choice made me very sad. I, I almost I almost went back a couple saves just to redo my choices. But I was like, no, I made the choice. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I don't like where it went, but I'm going to go. <laughs> the only time I go back is when something acti- accidentally kills a guard or a ship. You know, I'm in a space battle and, you know, I have auto turrets and I have to keep turning them off because they'll shoot like a, a friendly ship in, you know, accidental fire or whatever. And my teammates yell at me and they're all angry at me. And that's the only time I go back. So in the end, I'm not pulling the trigger. Sometimes it's auto turrets or whatever. I'm like, fuck. So, yeah, and I wear a guard, you know, I'm doing a thing. And one was I literally jumped off of a ledge and I think I landed on somebody or something. And all of a sudden the guards are shooting me and whatever. I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm going back. I'll use a three, you know, auto save. But no, I'm with you. I think that you got to play the story out as the story and then, you know, lean into those main missions and faction quests. But again, don't rush anything. Just try to, you know, ride the wave. I don't know anything else. I don't. I think we've hit all the the good stuff that I know about. 
you know, I've talked yeah, to don't, people that don't start base building ever. Avoid every <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> the only thing on base building, I built them early so I could build the ships. I need that you need that um that landing pad at a base because you get most all the parts. Otherwise you gotta be flying around all day just to get oh, I need this from here, I need this from here, and I need this from here to come to build your ships. So yeah. yeah, I don't like that. So that's the only thing about base building I feel like you have to do if you're like me and you want to build a cool looking ship. By the way, there's a limit. Did you know that there's a limit on how many modules you can put on a ship? <laughs> no. I I know this. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I got just I got to put one more just one more of these little fins on. I can't do that. Yes, I have zero desire and stuff like that. I, I remember in Elder Scrolls Online, they have you have house building. You have your own player house, and you can do all sorts of shit in there. I'm like, and I have a few of them that I got throughout the game, just from like unlocking it or special events or whatever, and nothing. <laughs> I have this big giant open castle thing with not an ounce of furniture, not even a chair. Fuck that noise! I ha- I have my own house to c- take care of. I don't need to be dealing with this shit. Opening, uh, hint for beginners, uh, opening skills, I'd say lock picking is one of the key ones that I think I use the most. Um, Agreed. piloting. Agreed. And strength. <laughs> for carrying all the stupid shit. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, a, a tip that some people don't know, you can't die from carrying too much shit. Even though it can reduce your health, it can't reduce it to zero. So I didn't know that, and I'm always transferring shit around. Oh my god, I got too much shit. Fuck it, you can carry 5,000 pounds. It doesn't matter. You won't, or whatever, it's kilos <laughs> or tons or what the fuck it is. It won't matter. You can run your health down. Once it goes all red, you can run your health all the way down. And, you know, an enemy farts in your direction, you'll die. But you can't run it all the way to zero if you are overweight. So that's something I wish I knew early on, because I did a lot of stupid... Like, oh my god, I gotta run back, drop that off at the ship, and then run back, and and fuck that. Yeah, inventory management was a big turnoff for me. Um, I I don't know why. I guess I felt so limited, and then I didn't know what I needed, and I've grown accustomed to playing Elder Scrolls Online. It's the same damn game, basically, but it's in space. But in Elder Scrolls Online, you would... I'd pay the subscription fee, so I'd have this unlimited crafting bag, so any material I, I... harvested or, or mined or whatever it went to this bag and i never had to worry about it and here i am doing this game and i'm walking from point a to point b to complete a mission so i'm like oh i'll go mine this i'll go do that and next thing you know, i'm like encumbered i'm like what the fuck I'm like do I, do I need this shit i don't know if i need it i don't i don't know what to do and it's just it was yeah i'm like i can't put myself through this stuff <laughs> i can't do it <laughs> all right so they have the update coming and uh, what else for this stuff? I forget if there was something else for it. And I don't have it in my notes. Damn it. Oh, well. Is what it is. Unprepared host. Fire me. Uh, <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Drink. Yeah, no, right? Press the button <laughs> on the Keurig. <laughs> What's up next? <laughs> Can it make Bloody Marys? <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. You know, the best thing is that does does uh, Alexa talk to it? Because you can tell like Alexa to Alexa, have the drink maker make me a fucking Bloody Mary. Oh, we're getting shit. the George Jetson <laughs> level of uh, <laughs> living. I'm going to be 300,000 pounds just sitting on my couch telling Alexa to make me drinks and food and bring it to me. <laughs> nice. Right? Like, like Wally, the fat people in the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, all right, moving along. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide, or is it 40K? Bjorn, what is it? Both. Which is it? It can it's be both. Either. I can say 40K. Uh, this yep. came out, this is on Game Pass, and this is a reissued game, remade, redone? This is a PC port to console that took them a year past the PC release to get on the console. Okay. And can you explain a little bit about what this game is? Because I have zero knowledge on it. So Warhammer 40K, is uh, it started out as a miniatures game, uh, but it's a grim, dark, futuristic setting that's set in our own distant future. We're year 2023, they're year 40,000 and change. But for the last 10,000 years of their existence, humanity has been worshipping this alien that looks human, but they call him the God Emperor of all mankind. And for the most part, they're warring against alien species, but there's still some faction infighting within the factions. In this particular version of Darktide, you don't get to play as one of the big, cool-looking space marines in the armor. You play, you start the game out as a con- as a convict on a prison ship, and now you're thrust into battle because uh, one of the other factions of, uh, I believe, one of the Chaos Gods boards the ship and is now trying to do, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they need a prison ship for, maybe just get recruits, because these ships are massive things in space, they call them hulks. Uh, you know, it's it's not just a, a spaceship; it's a Hulk in sh- in space. In this game, there's four classes: it's co-op, shooter slash melee, action RPG. Each class has three subclasses, and if if you like that grim dark setting, or if you played any of the Vermintide games that were set in a, a fantasy setting made by the the same developer, and within that same Warhammer world, uh, this. And it takes what they learn from that and adds to it. And uh, it's a surprisingly really fun game. I played a little bit of the Vermintide games. They were good. I enjoyed them. But this somehow took what they what they learned from it and added to it. And the, the setting, the lore behind it is, is fascinating to me. And the, the recent patch, the patch that dropped with the console release, patch number 13, uh, changed the... Uh, the trees for the subclasses and they've added and changed and fixed them in so many ways that us as console players didn't have to to worry through but now has made the game so much better and so much more fun to follow one of these tree paths for your character or even branch off from it that's it you get uh, 30 skill points and it usually only takes 25 or so to get to the bottom of one uh, branch. So now you've got these extra points you can kind of branch off along the way or make diagonal cuts cross from one tree to another to where you can kind of make your own special, unique build for the, the character you want to have. There's a lot of good character creation as background. doesn't really play so much in the lore, but they've got uh, voice actors. Usually each class has three voice actors voicing a particular personality for that character class. They say there's over 85,000 lines of voice actor dialogue because as you play, the characters will start chatting amongst themselves and reveal different parts of the lore or talk about things going on in their world. And to me, that's some of the most fun in this Darktide game is the banter between 
your character and somebody else's character and hearing them complain about that they needed ammo or someone's hogging the grenades, it adds a, a certain level of fun to the game. Okay. Okay. It, it's got space magic. Is, is this a game that interests you, Valiant or Selden? Are you guys interested in this at all? Or are you still locked I into Starfield? I like out? what I hear, but you know, I, now I'm distracted by Starfield. But, <laughs> I mean... I like the fact that it seems like they dumbed it down for us console players and yeah, it might know. be a little bit more intriguing for me that way. But it was one of those those franchises that I looked at and like, ah, that just looks way too heavy for me to get into because it was just like, oh, so much to learn. But it, it, it looks cool. I just don't know if it's a, it's on my you know plate at any point anytime soon. Yeah, I struggle with the co-op games, but I do know there's a a ton of people in GRD they're they're that love the co-op games and we've been recently been doing a lot of them. Well Bjorn's been hosting them, like the paydays and stuff like this. I know there was a Gears of War horde mode. Uh there's an upcoming Warhammer one. Uh so that's always cool. So it's cool that they're coming out games that those guys are enjoying and and I'm happy to see the events because that that personally is is what I want to see is people creating the events, whether it's just uh the staff or the community members like Sniper and Destroyer, uh, they've they've put together a few events. And I was very thankful for that because um, if you're going to rely on me, you're stuck in like my frame of (laughs) gaming, which is usually called shooting like Halo. And it's just, it's rough because I don't necessarily play these other games and it's good to see people doing it. Plus this is on, this is on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, get it. It's free. Play it. Join in with Bjorn uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Talk dirty to him. He likes it. I do like it. And, it, you know, it's fun. If it's got uh, kind of your traditional classes. There's This has got space magic in it. So if, if you're looking at space magic, there's a psyker where you're using uh, psychic energy and warp energy. And you can literally cast Emperor Palpatine's lightning at the bad guys. It, it works as crowd control and also does damage on them. If you're more of the, the shooter... It, you've got the veteran. He's got the range stuff. Uh, you can go more of a traditional, just shoot stuff and go for headshots, or you can go more of a stealth shooter and try and get positioning just to, to put some denial of an area. Or you can even go support all within that one veteran class where now you're you're buffing your friends and debuffing the enemies. If you just want to smash stuff, you've got the zealot, the uh, the the shouter that's always shouting, you know, things about the God Emperor to be blessed this, bless that, but they're more of a melee heavy class. And they also have some amount of that crowd control because you can literally wield a shovel and smack people about the face with it. But the, the chain sword is the thing that, that uh, shines for the zealot. Somehow they incorporated a chainsaw into a sword and what's not to like about that. And then you've got the Ogren, the big tank that can be either a smashy or a shooty, depending on how you want to play it. And it's it's just such a such a, a great world to drop into. There's been other Warhammer games on console and PC, but this one uh, it kind of stands apart because the other ones are about being a space marine, and that's almost like a, a walking tank. Where these are, these are just convicts. And the reason they're they're convicts is probably because they did something against some higher up, because it's all this religious hierarchy about who's more close to the god emperor than someone else, and 
and everyone has their own a, 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 a design about it. Now you're you're thrust into the Inquisition, so you're out there fighting heretics on this planet, where you're essentially going down and and trying to wipe out this entire planet because they've fallen into heresy. It's it's just such a great time if if you want a solid action RPG co-op shooter with swordplay elements. Look no further than Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Yeah, that does sound re- interesting. And as far as timing goes, it's not great timing for me to jump into something else, but it does sound very interesting. Come on, download um, it and give it a shot. I don't know. No, it's got plenty of space, it's another but... one of those titles. It's it's not a AAA, and it seems to have it did have a falling from PC, and and there I'm sure those PC players are happy to have the uh, added player base from Game Pass. But it's gone up some heavy contenders. We talked about this a little bit with Payday 3. I mean, you look at uh, Baldur's Gate dropped. Uh, Starfield has dropped. We've got these these massive titles that these smaller indie developers really are, are just dropping into the shadow of. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. So it, it is cross-play? It is cross-play against Steam, Windows PC, and Xbox. It does not appear on PlayStation 5 as of yet. Fuck PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Play what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's bad. All right, well, there you have it. Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide. I do like the miniatures. I've always seen it. Like, Obviously, I'm a big fan of sci-fi shit, so I've seen the stuff throughout the years, and then like, obviously, the, the miniatures are really cool, and the way that people paint those miniatures always blows my mind because uh, they're, they're, they're tiny, and they're so detailed, it's crazy. I don't know what they're doing, but... Mine would all be one solid color. This one's red. This one's blue. (laughs) All right, moving along. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 had their huge multiplayer uh, announcement, release, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, No one cares. It's Call of Duty multiplayer. Nothing has changed. It's the same damn thing. You've got slide canceling has been added, some other bullshit. And it's literally on the same map set have been in Call of Duty forever. So that's saying that, they did show off their updated zombies. So they're coming out with zombies, which is going to be the replacement for DMZ that's in this current um, edition of of Call of Duty. Uh, So zombie mode will be like an open world thing. You're going to be in the Warzone map and you'll have missions to do. And what's interesting is they're going to have several teams on the map, but it won't be... PvP, it's mostly just PvE, like you're completing missions, you're fighting zombies. I'm actually really looking forward to this. This is probably the biggest part of the upcoming title uh, that's really drawing me in. We play a lot of zombies, and Beers and Lease makes us do, or makes me do, all the quest lines for these things. And I don't even know why I do it, because I don't even know if I enjoy it. It's the most stressful night of gaming of my life. It's literally like... The amount of sh- it's so hard to do, so hard to complete, and it's just, uh, I'm, I'm miserable the entire time. But, um, but beating the quest line is it's it's fun to do, and we're looking forward to that. I think we'll spend most of our time in that, at least as far as to level up weapons. If it works the same as Zombie Outbreak Prime Zombies in the previous title, uh, they also showed off their new Warzone map, Urzik Urziksan. I guess that's how it's pronounced. It is a combination of the OG Warzone map for Dansk and I guess some modern stuff, Vondel and stuff like that. So it's 
it's typical Call of Duty beige map, but uh, it looks a bit more urban than Almazra. I will be playing this. I don't know why, because it only brings me misery, but I will be playing this. And I guess that's what Grumpkins truly like, is the misery. And that's why I play Call of Duty. That is uh, what's coming up for Call of Duty. And like I said, it's the same old, same old. At least the skins from Modern Warfare 2 will go towards Modern Warfare 3. That's... I'll have my spawn skins. Anyway, all right, enough of that. Moving along. Mm -hmm. TVs and movies, so I think it's mostly just TV shows. So uh, first up, I kind of wanted to blow through this because I'm probably the only person here that watches this nonsense, but The Walking Dead, The Daryl Dixon Show. I, I guess that's what it's called. I forget. Anyway, it's Daryl Dixon Show. I'm not sure why I'm watching this, but I am. I'm literally so desperate for anything on TV that I'm watching a new Walking Dead spinoff series. Uh, I did skip the Negan show because I can never wrap my mind around the fact that Negan and Maggie are working together, and Negan's the guy who beat Maggie's husband's brains out and mocked him as he died, so I just could never get past them teaming spoiler up alert. and working together. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, you should have yeah. seen that. <laughs> it's like 10 <laughs> years ago at this point. Jesus Christ. No, no, um, I mean, yeah. but still, like, what do you... I spoil everything. I don't fucking care. No, no, but I mean is, like, I agree with your point that like i just yeah no how yeah. how that just wouldn't work so anyway this one is daryl dixon somehow goes from america to france somehow goes from point a to point b and it's, we're in a zombie affected world the whole everybody's got the zombie virus uh, there's no gas no nothing uh it's been at least 10 some years 10 15 years since the outbreak happened Somehow he gets from America to France, and they just revealed this episode. He was on a tanker, and they were, for some reason, France wanted to get America's zombies and take them over to France. Because I guess they didn't have enough zombies in France to, to, to do experiments on. They wanted the American ones. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, first don't, time in history, France wants to import something from America, and it's zombies. <laughs> we had the... <laughs> so, which kills me, which is one of my critiques of the show so far, is... How are they getting the fuel to power a tanker? Uh, you're looking 10, 15 years since the outbreak happened. Where are they getting, the, the, I guess, the diesel for the tankers to go across the Atlantic? All right, so I, I just I just shut Let my Let me tell you about the supply chain management games and how I probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> You built the base uh, I, that, that's manufacturing diesel? <laughs> It was, I'm sure wasn't that part of the deal in like Fallout 76 it was like you know building resources and whatever so yeah it's how you do it alright right. so anyway yeah I, I, I just shut my brain off for that like don't think about it don't think about it don't think about it I'm pulling a Valiant he told me to do that he told me to stop it, thinking about these shows uh, but the second issue I have with this is they're literally stealing the Last of Us plot they're, they're stealing their plot the beginning of this uh, the mom is pregnant uh, at the start of the outbreak, they're trying to get away. Zombies are going all over the place, and she gets bit. And while she's turning, she has a baby. She's pregnant. She has a baby, and wow, now that the baby familiar. That does. I've seen that in something. Yeah, yeah that was something else. <laughs> and, and the baby is now <laughs> immune. And it's just like, did the writers not know about The Last of Us? Did they not play the game? Did they not watch the show? Did they like? What? Like, how does this happen? It's literally I think a ripoff. At this point, they don't care. No, no. They've explored so many different 
storylines in zombie worlds, <laughs> um, there's not really a, a, that much left. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we ought to bring stormtroopers back from the dead. That would be a good thing to explore. <laughs> oh, all right. So you want to go right into it, don't you? It's fine. We'll save it. We'll save it. No, no, teaser. we're going to. It's a teaser. Okay, we'll hold it. We'll hold it. Hold it. Because I want to bang through. Did you? No, no one else watches Daryl Dixon. So I'm the only fool that does, right? I, I tell you that, like, of the ones I've thought about coming back for was that one. Because it's enough of a jump that it wouldn't. Some of the other stuff that I haven't seen, it wouldn't hurt me. But like, it doesn't take much to push me off the like, ah, yeah, I know it's not you because I know you don't like anything, but like most of the other people don't like it either. So I'm like, ah, I probably won't watch it. You know, okay. The third critique I have. So if you ever watched that show Narcos, this is similar because we're in France. Everybody speaks French and that means there's subtitles. So I, I wanted this show more as like background noise while I'm working or something, but now I you actually have to look at the it. screen. <laughs> I got to you gotta read subtitles fuck this it's pain in the ass all right moving along the continental and this is a three episode i guess mini series about the john wick's world prior to john wick being a thing anybody watch this right yes it's the 70s yeah i was actually gonna start that tonight until i saw that you guys were uh, going live and i was like oh maybe i'll put this on pause and go to the show real quick no, it's I. It's I'm gonna watch it. So I haven't seen any of any of it, but I am gonna watch it. So try not to spoil it too bad. All right, I, I won't spoil. I'm just gonna go real quick into it. It's to me, I I think they missed a good opportunity here. Um, it was okay. The first initial scene, it's definitely like it's a John Wick action flick. Like there, there's a scene. It's like okay, yep, here we go. We're John Wick, and that was kind of it. Like they never got back to that John Wick style action. I mean, there's action throughout. But it's more subdued. It's not that ridiculous John Wick, you know, jumping around, shooting eight million people in the heads. And But I think they missed the boat where they really didn't get deep into the lore. Like, this is how the Continental started. Uh, it's it's Winston's start, like how he starts. And they didn't explain how that world works. Like, it just, it was prior to that. And you didn't understand how it worked. And they didn't really detail it. And I was kind of hoping that would have been more of a thing for the show. Would have liked that to see mm-hmm. that fleshed out better, but it is what it is. And I don't know if they're going to make any more. I guess if this does well, they, they'll probably follow up with stuff. It's three episodes long. I think the first episode is like an hour and a half, but the rest are an hour. Yeah, it's nice that it's not a huge commitment, a three <laughs> three episode series to see if it's worth you know running something again. And there's no filler episodes. I mean, we're like straight to the point. It's just kind of kind of moves along pretty well. All right. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> let's we'll do Loki next. <laughs> I'm holding off on Ahsoka. I've not watched Loki yet. It's now out on Disney Plus. I think the first few episodes are. I haven't even I looked think it's at just it. One. Okay, just one. One. Okay. I, mean, I saw a thing where they reviewed I, the first you know. four episodes, so maybe that was pre-release. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember the. I think the original Loki series was only six episodes long, so. Like, I think that they only released the first one. I think it's going to be another short series. So I don't think they're going to push out two episodes the first week like they do a lot of the other series. Oh, backtracking to Daryl Dixon. That's a six episode series as well, because I'm on the fifth episode and this next week is the last one. But go ahead. Um, I've gotten burned with with Marvel stuff and I know I will break down and watch it. I just haven't done it yet. I think back to my earlier point about 
like kind of my self-awareness are where shows are is like i'm i'm there until we reach a tipping point i haven't gotten there with any marvel shit yet i know other people have they're like i've seen every action or every fucking uh superhero movie i'm good you guys aren't doing anything new i'm i'm good i'm out but this one is different for me i even if i were there this has a different feel like it's more of um kind of like the agents of shield feeling like it's not really the same like superpower stuff do you remember uh short round from goonies he's like the he's a uh, one of the main characters in this episode and <laughs> yes. he's super super duper super duper funny and um he was also in uh, everything everywhere all at once and he's yes again yes. he does a really good job i mean that guy has some great screen uh, screen presence and i think there's a character from a guy from the 80s like 80 shows or movies or whatever that really could uh come back because he does a like it's just really well his his timing and whatever speaking of that actor indiana jones really missed the boat by not having the latest movie be about him getting a torch torch pasto i think that would have been <laughs> right fantastic storyline like short round comes back he needs help from indy and yeah i mean i think that would have been awesome but anyway continue on i was just gonna say i think uh you know without spoiling anything about the first episode the me- the mechanic that they used in this first show to use that kind of a term uh they pulled it off exceptionally well with how they how they portrayed the story and how they moved the thing along, so I was I was very I was very happy with the first episode. I'm looking forward to the rest of them. Yeah, it pulled me in, and but again, I've said before is that like I'm easy, you know, I'm I'm a cheap date, I'm easy until I'm not. Meaning there's shows that like I just can't finish, I can't muscle my way through because it's already it's just like I it doesn't work anymore. It's formulaic, it's it's rinse and repeat. This you know for the most part. The Marvel shows and whatever haven't done that. I mean, including, um, I want to call it Rebels, but Ahsoka. Like those, they, all that shit still works for me. But Loki, I think it's a good fun. Um, Tom Hiddleston, you know, who who plays Loki, is a great actor. Like that guy's oh, fucking yeah. good, man. So yeah, he's the reason like, why he, he, I'll break down and watch this is because I I do like him. I think he's he's good as that character, and it's funny. And again, that's the in this role. He's not really the Loki that we know, even though he's a version of him. I, I mean, I don't know if we'll, he'll ever return to the timeline or whatever and be the other Loki. But this version of Loki, who doesn't have powers and who actually cares about fixing shit, is funny. He's fucking funny. And he's he's like, you, you, you can find yourself cheering for him. And uh, I just I think it just. Yeah, I, I, I like the first one. And so far, I like the second one for one episode. Yeah, and I think Owen Wilson pulls off that character exceptionally well too. Like, I oh mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The writing and what they do with the characters and everything, and like how they they kind of know. Like, um, th- there's something about they this one character knew another character for like 800 years. Yeah. Well, that's fucking crazy. But they can't remember that they had some interaction with somebody else five minutes ago. So it's like that shit is so cool to explore in this weird world of the the Tennessee Valley Authority, you know. Um, so I I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's this is unlike the other Marvel th- movies shows because it doesn't take itself serious, you know. It's like it's yeah. very light on the whole script, and it's not like in, in content, but it's just attitude towards the the whole show itself. You can tell that they they know this is not a spoof of the Marvel movies, but it's it's outside of the Marvel movies type thing. 
because everything's so serious in all the Marvel shit. Uh, even Guardians, which is like supposed to be funny, it has a very serious thing going on. Where this one is too, but it's like, I mean, I would say if you were to, to look at the, if you were to mute this episode and see the stuff that's going on, you're like, this this show's a comedy, right? <laughs> this is a comedy, right? <laughs> I mean, like, so I I mean, I think it works. I but again, I uh, well. Two years from now, when you're asking me Marvel shit, and they'll be like, nah, I'm done. I don't watch any of that <laughs> shit done, anymore. I mean, you know, I'm done. Bjorn, do you, do you watch this at all? Are you a, a Marvel fan? I am a Marvel fan. I watched the first season of the show, and I'd like to get back to the next. Uh, I'll probably be dipping back into Disney Plus now that there's more content that I'm interested in. I'm even curious to see that, that Haunted Mansion movie that they've remade for the 20th time. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ride. I don't know about the the show, the movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's strap in for the big one here. We got the big title coming up, and uh, Ahsoka. I finally said it right. Has wrapped up. Uh, the, the, we had the the first season is done, complete, and uh, boy, I, I know Valiant's going to love this one. I was not a fan of this one, and I don't understand what Disney's doing with Star Wars, but they sure as hell don't seem like they know that's my opinion to a degree i think i could i could agree that there's some things that they have done that has been contradictory right what surprised me is you mentioned that your son was a big fan of rebels and clone wars and he was kind of like meh right yes yes this was a big make it or break it show yeah, he and his, this is one of his favorite characters. Like he really liked Ahsoka. Like the way like they they had her in the the Clone Wars Rebels. He was a big fan, and he had high hopes that they would not screw this up, and they didn't deliver. Well, I think the big thing about the character arc of Ahsoka is the question whether we can make her from someone that was you know her arc as a character de- developing was going through trials and tribulations and like she you know um at that time anakin was the mary sue like anakin when when ahsoka was in the uh clone wars he was like he was infallible he was like the guy where she played the fallible character she made mistakes and he would say oh you know snips you know you're dumb don't do this or you know that kind of stuff where now she's that character and i just I get it, and I think it's being done well. I just, I think they need to do, they need to think some more on how we can go there, how we can make her character either be that, like, Jedi advisor, you know, the Obi-Wan type character, better. So I will agree that she just doesn't quite nail that, but I think that's uh, made up for by um, by Ren. Um, what the heck is her... Uh, Sabine. Sabine or Sabine Ren. So Sabine was fairly two-dimensional, if you will, or whatever, in Rebels. And I'm like, I she's the most interesting character of the good guys to me. I think that she's got a lot going on with the whole like uh Mandalorian background and the force and all that. That works for me. So of, of all the things other than the droid, I'm interested in the droid stuff, like the, the uh, Ahsoka's droid who worked in the temple and helped build lightsabers and all that shit. He's interesting, but not really. He's a character role, not a, a someone that's signed to move the plot. And and Sabine, those two, 
on the good guys and then the bad guys you can talk more about that because i think you have some points well i I had to talk about like the the characters and i really think one of the issues they had with this series was the amount of different characters they needed to focus on and it just got a little too out of control and um it doesn't it didn't really seem to be about ahsoka like it just she was kind of like a she came in and did some lightsaber stuff and then that's about it. It seemed to be more about Sabine um, than anything. And I just don't understand how Disney doesn't seem to be able to create a show about a character and focus on that character. They're, they're focusing on other things. And their other goal is to introduce shit for future projects. So I'm sure somebody from the show will branch off into their own series. And yeah, I mean, that is part I of I just the really wish yeah, Disney would focus on the main one character. My my problem with the show too was we had what was it eight episodes and I think so. it took us yeah it took us six episodes to see Thrawn and to get there and if I I didn't watch the other stuffs the Rebels and Clone Wars um so to me like okay what's the deal why are we going to chase Thrawn like why is he in this other galaxy why do I even care what's he even doing he's not doing anything bad. Uh, he didn't do anything on the show that, to me, oh my god, he's the big bad guy, he's the big Darth Vader. No, he just was trying to get his starship home, and like, why are they stopping him? Like, I don't understand the impact of him leaving that area. I don't understand how they need, oh, I'm going to start going on a rant, how they need to go Indiana Jones style to find some ancient star map to find out where he was when he's only been there for 10 years, 15 years, tops. Then they're able to to just build like a hyperspace ring ship and go get him and bring him back. And like, how did Ahsoka know that they were doing this? Like, I don't, they don't explain anything. They did a very poor job of explaining stuff and, and giving you a sense of urgency with these characters. It just, I almost wonder if, I mean, there's a decent argument for fan service on a lot of stuff, but I almost wonder if they put everything in the kitchen sink in there because maybe there won't be a second season of it. You know, maybe it wasn't one that, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be the first. Does Thrawn one. go off to a different, the next Star Wars project, I guess? is that Right, like he could just be in a different Star Wars project and not be another one of these, which is all about basically the um, the Rebels crew. Like, we brought everybody back. We saw everybody except uh, Kanan Jarrus, who, who died. So, of course, we're not going to see him. So, I, I mean, I... I can see the point being we've tried to shove everybody in there and see all those characters. And um, as somebody who was a fan of the show, it was from a fan perspective, cool. But I think it certainly would affect replayability. Like, I don't think I want to rewatch the series because it just was like, okay, yeah, okay, guy, I got it. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. But not like, no. wow, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Selden and Bjorn, did you guys watch this show? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I, I did enjoy it, but as you were saying before, like, why was it even called Ahsoka? Because there was really no character arc for her that was exceptional, you know? I, I know she was getting back into, uh, you know, things, but it, it was more of a story. It was like Rebels Extended, you know? And it, yep. a better yep. title would have probably worked better for it because then you wouldn't have been expecting so much out of the one character, maybe. Yeah, something like legacy or something like that. Yeah. You know the you know uh, rebel where 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 they are now. <laughs> Let me get into the two characters that I thought were great, and of course, you know, being a Grumpkin, I'm I'm all about the Sith, or maybe they're Sith. I don't even know if they're Sith. I don't believe that they are Sith, 
but Balon, Balin, Balin, and uh, Balon was it Balon? Yep, Balon, and then the uh, the Cure emo chick, the the Cure fan girl. I I, I like both their characters, and I thought, I mean, personally, I thought like we were talking about this earlier uh, before before the show, the costuming of these two characters was fantastic. They looked the part of like Jedi Sith warlords. They had armor on them. They didn't look hokey. They didn't look like Gus Fring and the Darth Vader outfit he bought from Spirit, you know, Halloween store. Uh, like, that was terrible. That was, like, the worst one I've ever seen. Uh, so, I mean, that, to me, they thought they looked great. And it's a shame that he passed away because he was a very good presence on the show. And I, I was really interested in learning more about him. And they, the way they ended his uh, the, the series with where his character was going... I was like that. I was more interested in that than I was in what the good guys were doing. Yeah, and I agree with you that I mean, I I want to see a dark Star Wars. I want to see like I know I I don't know if it was this show or like other shows that have been on. Like I want to see like Baby Yoda go dark. You know, <laughs> I want to see I want to see him go to the dark. Maybe make that arc and come back as you know the hero story. But I want I want to see things get dark in the Star Wars. You know, and they just don't have the balls to do it. I don't think no. And I don't even think he was dark or a full Sith. And like my kids, like his lightsaber is orange. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's orange. It's not red. Like, I thought it was red. I didn't notice. I mean, even if it, even if not, he definitely killed people. He did bad things. eh, Um, eh. Yeah. So did Luke. Luke killed like a million people in the Death Stars. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, no. But it was, he didn't, he didn't run them through with a lightsaber, which in the very Balon's first scene he did. But, Luke's a mass murderer. Come on. (laughs) You mean there were people installing toilets on that one that was being built? You know, plumbers. (laughs) Um, Think about Matt, the radar technician. Come on, Matt. I haven't had my muffin yet. (laughs) But but no, I think Balon is the most interesting of the dark side characters for sure. Maybe overall the most interesting, which is kind of cool because I didn't talk about um, Thrawn in that. Thrawn, in this story, and I don't want to give things away, but there's certain things set up that had to go the way they did. And I'm like, well, how do we get how do we get home? And uh, Thrawn has to win. And, and, and. How do we, how do we, and so I think they did a decent job of tying all those ands in at the end. Um, but um, they left a lot open with, with Balon stuff. And I think they, I don't know how they're going to do it since the actor's dead. And whether it's in another season of Ahsoka or a new one, I think that even if you want to say this, the show could have been better, I think the way they set things up and left the right amount of open questions overall, I think it did its job of being. All right, you know, let's like talk that. about an open question. Zombie troopers. <laughs> what the fuck are they? So they show them in episode that well, the, the second to last episode they show the zombie troopers and you're like you're they show these troopers they were all distressed and like I don't know I thought they were like battle hardened I don't know what was going on but you knew something was up with these stormtroopers Well they're fucking zombie troopers literally zombie troopers the walking dead zombie troopers like and they don't explain how that happened they don't explain anything about them and and the worst part of it they're no better than regular stormtroopers. Literally, they're, they're, they're the worst sort of enemy you could throw at somebody. He'd have, oh, the, the bad guys are here. We're going to go send some a, a troop of stormtroopers at them and, and stop them. And then like they'd all die. They wouldn't shoot anybody, and they all die. I'm like, 
oh, like it just like here's this cool concept, this cool idea, and we just can't yeah, explain it. They, they, they didn't don't die super damn thing. easy, and they kept getting back up. I mean, I, I'm not oh, like, oh, man, I'm it, like, it was like just didn't make sense. And it was like it, it seemed like a cool idea, and it just boy, I think it fizzled. I thought it was just dumb and just didn't work out, and I was disappointed. I know the Night Sisters are part of Star Wars lore and everything like that, and they have a rich history, you know, going back before even you know the Jedi were formed and stuff like that. I just, I just don't know if it's it was a good sell in modern day Star Wars shows. It was no, it definitely it, worked in animated series because yeah. it's so built into Clone Wars. Um, I could see that being a thing, and it's in the Jedi, um, Jedi Survivor games. The the um, yeah, the sisters are. I think you have a good point there. Is I just think it it does come off as cartoonish. It, it comes off as like I jump mean, the shark type <laughs> almost. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right. There's Fonzie right. and he's in his leather jacket on the with his water skis on. Um, yeah. And, and like yeah. with with eight episodes, that should have been brought into you know the show a little earlier. Thrawn should have been brought into the show a little earlier. There should have been. You should have been scared of Thrawn or worried or un- like to me, it just seemed like some guy's trying to get a spaceship back home. And that's all I saw from, from Thrawn from the series coming from just watching this series alone, which I'm assuming a lot of people did. Right. I mean, a lot of people may not have any clue of him from the books or from the prior shows. So, I mean. Before we go back to that, I have, I have one other critique and I'll, I'll, I'll just drop it from there. So the uh, the old housewife that that brought the spaceship over that the round spaceship <laughs> yeah. the ring right I don't even know what her yeah. name is or character is she Morgan. looks like she was like yeah Morgan. she looks like she's like fifty years old and she should be like you know a housewife of the uh, the rich and famous um, she goes Elspeth over there Elspeth and, 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 and she becomes a, she becomes like a night sister and they're like well here have this this samurai sword and she goes to face Osaka. Ahsoka. See, I did it. Damn, I, knew <laughs> I knew it. I knew it tried so hard to fight Ahsoka. And all of a sudden, now she's like the ultimate samurai fighter and she knows how to use a sword. Like, no, no. Like, you no, never the, established this the, character was training. Like, all of a sudden, now you just know. The, the space. Don't, make, don't, say, don't say that we have to presume that she got some knowledge transferred to her as a night sister. I don't want to fucking hear it because they didn't explain it. Well, that's, I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the issue is because they, they didn't explain. Like, she was raised in, from when I look at back at the lore and got a little education myself after that because I, I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, how does somebody that's just picked up a sword for the first time able to even fend off a Jedi ever? But apparently, and, and Ahsoka, let's stop. Ahsoka is a battle hardened Jedi. She grew up in the Clone Wars. She's a battle hardened Jedi. Okay, go ahead. Continue. But from what I understand <laughs> is that is she, is the race or class, whatever she's from, are warrior princesses, basically raised through and through in sword hand to hand combat the whole time, her whole life. So this isn't something new that came to her. But they didn't explain that very well in the in the show at all. At all, they didn't explain it at all. She she didn't look imposing, and she never looked scary. You never felt fear for me. Just looked like she was just some <laughs> middle manager, like you know, she, <laughs> like really, like she just looked like in a business suit going to take Thrawn. Here, I brought you space engines to take your spaceship from point A to point B. That's you know, I did my job. Do I get my bonus now? 
Yeah, she should have shown some athletic ability somewhere along the scene before the big sword fight that ended her. <laughs> the point was to make her kind of surprisingly, you know, uh, formidable. But at the same time, yeah, I can see your point. I just think that was like part of we didn't know how awesome she was until you could have taken that that, that taken that guy. Remember the beginning of the show with the mask, the jet, the, the Sith guy that was fighting everybody, and we thought maybe that's going to be somebody. It was going to be Anakin. It's going to be somebody. I don't know what it was going to be. And it turned out it was just <laughs> dust because they didn't show you who it was. It just was literally dust. Like it could have we'll, we'll been him. In a flashback. And, 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 yeah, it could have. I just could have. Uh, whatever. Whatever. It's Star Wars. It's it's Disney. I I don't know what they're doing. They, they're, they're at the point now. They like we can just film anything, put stars on it, and people are going to watch it, and we'll collect money. And they're just killing a franchise. Disney just they're getting ready to. Uh, they're going to have the crossover since they bought Fox. They're going to have the Star Wars Walking Dead crossover. Bring Daryl Dixon into its own Star Wars episode. <laughs> Daryl and Dixon was, will be on the Star Destroyer with yeah, his crossbow. He was, he was frozen, frozen yep. that long. Yes. yes. Yep. And don't yep. don't forget the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to show up and save Ahsoka from the other galaxy and bring her back for. There yep. you go. Right. <laughs> They're going to tie Play it all with that. <laughs> Oh God. I don't know. I really was disappointed with this. My son, who's a huge Star Wars fan, big Ahsoka fan, he says I, he's he's done with Disney Star Wars. He's like, that's it. They just they can't do it. We'll be dumb and we'll watch the next one. So I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, that's the worst of it. Is we're gonna still watch it even if we think something's not great. I mean, it's almost like we watch oh. it defensively, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll just go rewatch the original Star Wars, Star Wars: A New Hope, and be happy. Now the remastered one that they did, where they put all the extra animations in, or no, <laughs> the original nineteen seventies oh, episode. Oh god, he can't help himself. He's like, I gotta put CGI <laughs> shit in here, and it looks so out of place. Like you have like the the animation of the the claymation like uh, aliens, and then you have like some CGI shit floating around. It's like it it just looks awful. Only it because awful. it looks good in comparison to the other, but now. We have even better animation, so we look back and go, oh, those those lizards that are on Tatooine. Just, just leave Star, kind of Star Wars funny. as itself, the original Star Wars series uh, with the models they used and stuff like that. It actually held up pretty well for what it was. I mean, obviously it's dated, but... The Rancor, right? Still, Stop motion yeah, Rancor. It, but it still <laughs> holds up better than if you start throwing CGI in with the stop motion Rancor. It's like, oh, no, it's no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. Maybe. I don't know. Anything else? Anything else? I, I, I was not a fan. Valiant's a fan. We disagree. Uh, Selden, That's... were you a fan of this? A thumbs up or thumbs down in series? Uh, it's another Disney show. It's it's required watching if you're in our, <laughs> our geekdom. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst that they've done. Um, but I, I you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good t- way to pass time. <laughs> it's watchable. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's did no you watch Rogue this one? one? Or you 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 putting this on your? He, he doesn't have burner? Disney Plus yet, but when he uh, does, yeah, this will be uh, when I when I get back to Disney Plus. I'm kind of waiting for uh, season three of Mandalorian to drop, so I can just go in there and binge a bunch of content in a month, and then uh, drop them again. Yeah, well, it's really like the way an episode to the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I the Mandalorian uh, S in parentheses. <laughs> I thought he was required to have an episode in every series that went forward. 
Well, they right. have a Mandalorian in here, so does it does it count? Like, it's so you need to have Pedro Pascal in. Uh, I, I can't. I mean, he was too busy filming Last of Us. I I can't. I just can't do it anymore. All right. Anything else? Anything else for Star Wars? That's so good. I think I'm no. good on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Reapercast. I want to thank everybody for being on. Thank you, Selden, Valiant, and Bjorn. Thank you for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yep, enjoyed it. But uh, don't count on the third or fourth or fifth or sixth. <laughs> yes, I will. I'm counting on it. It's in your contract. Uh, as always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at Discourse com to see everything we're up to, even though I broke them earlier today and Grex had to fix them, which is why he boycotted this show, as well as to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spelled the D-O-T. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. <laughs>